righty. We are ready to roll with our special guest. Oh, this is the Evan Jake mistake. Right off the bat, we're making mistakes. Um, <laughs> with our special guest today, uh, Franklin Santiago. Uh, Franklin is a musician. Uh, he plays guitar and sings and plays keyboard and produces. He's in a couple bands. He's, uh, he's in a group called Big Sweater with some of our good mutual friends. He's in a group called Idlehood with some of our good mutual friends. He has a project called uh, Five Alive with some of our good mutual friends. Uh, just all in all, a really talented guy and with lots of mutual friends. Uh, <laughs> and and we, are, we are friends mutually as well. Uh, welcome, uh, Franklin. I am so happy to be here, Evan. Thank you for having You like me. that introduction? That was I, I like I, that introduction. I, I'm sweating. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're sweating anyway. I don't know what that has to do with my introduction. <laughs> yeah. No, thank you for having me. Um, yeah. What a crazy time to be alive. Oh, my God. So we are all in isolation. isolation. But we're staying. We are trying to stay stimulated. And, uh, and creative, not no. in, uh, not not in the stimulated in a sense, uh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. but uh, stimulated <laughs> mentally. I mean, I try and, to be stimulated too, to be honest with you. I'm not gonna. Yeah, well, you live with your fiance. It's easier. It's easier for you, yeah. buddy. All right, check your privilege. <laughs> you know, some of us are stuck on our own out here. You know, that Pornhub Premium only gets you so far. Is that free yet? I heard it was free. Yes, it is. It is free. <laughs> you have the VR? Like you could, you could... No, I don't have the VR. Come on, man. What are you doing? What do you think I am? What are you doing? You're not watching what porn. Are you, what am I... <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, clearly. If you're not watching porn in VR, you, you're not just not watching I was watching expecting porn. you to say, you're not watching porn enough. <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> if you're not watching porn in VR, are, are you even watching porn? Or are you just watching? You're watching the Animal Channel. Basically, yeah, right on the Discovery Channel. <laughs> I miss the Animal Channel. Uh, that was the, that, that's a throwback right there. But bro, yeah. the Animal Channel was the shit. It was the only place where you could see like really cute like baby seals, and then like an emu get like eaten alive by a lion within the span of twenty minutes. Yeah, I mean. I was raised on like the History Channel and and Nat Geo and and I wasn't oh, like I didn't I didn't complain about it like I actually like there wow there's a yeah you, there, you sound like you come from more privilege than me I grew up on you know basic channels well, like ABC I, NBC okay. and fucking thirteen I'll tell you something back in the day in the you stole cable in, <gasps> in, yeah yeah basically like I mean in in the late nineties early thousands. Um, there's people in the neighborhood that were doing it kind of as like a public service, like not really like, it wasn't like, Oh, pay me and I'll set up your fire stick type thing. It, it was like, okay, I got a couple of Jerome boxes in my fucking closet. Jerome give me, boxes. Give me $20 wow. or $30. All right. I'll come over and I'm, and I'm going to hook you up. And what you would do, I think is correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know if you ever did this or know anyone has done this, but I remember this. A friend would come over, you'd give him the twenty dollars, and then they would cut a cable and yeah and, and it's, it's like coming in through your window or something. Yeah, but in the projects it's a little easier because you can drill a hole through the cement and run the cable through the hole. So that's what they did. And management 
like didn't care. It was the early nineties, you know. So these Jerome boxes would have these little red buttons at the back at the back of the box. This is and for those who don't know who 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 if, if, if anyone's listening, who's Jerome? A Jerome box is a type of cable box. It's like a, ah. a pirated cable box. It's a black. It kind of looks like an Xbox One. Like it's very you know. That's big. It's it's pretty big. So you would go to the back of the box after it's been connected in your house and you would tap on it. There's a little red button that you would tap on and that button was basically like a bypassed and like a like a standby bypass switch to reset mm-hmm. an antenna. The antenna mm-hmm. would talk to like the well, the antenna through the cable at least, like the signal would come through the cable and it would bypass the signal and the signal would jump start again as if you were paying for cable. It was that. It's it's crazy. That's that hood intuition that really. Crazy. Like, I I mean, I just remember it because, you know, I grew up in that era, but like, that's how I got to watch those channels. Like, my mom, just like your mom, we we grew up on, I grew up on basic cable. And then when the signal was like, when they patched that shit, we had to actually get real cable at some points. And that's when we did, like, you know. And I actually, it's crazy when I moved out after. You know, you know, when I was in college and I didn't have TV, it it did it wasn't really like I was missing out on much because of the phone era, like the phones. Yeah, I mean, you could stream whatever the hell. Yeah, you know? so it's like, but now being a fucking adult, you know, having your own apartment, like, you appreciate that shit. Like, I appreciate like channels and and you know the cartoon channels. Like, I can't even commercials. Hell, I'll take commercials. Because I'm a huge curse to cowardly dog fan wanted to go back and watch that shit i have to pirate it there is no like well you know you get on put locker you know yeah, you can find that shit why it's not the same it's though. not the same you know this it, there's something really like charming. charming about switching to a channel or switching like even on oh, the radio yeah. like dialing into a you know a radio hey i was talking to my my buddy uh so there's this whole thing like i i, I realized something the other day uh this was before everybody went into lockdown but um I was out on the street and I saw like a basically a, like a 60 inch LED flat screen TV yeah. just sitting on the curb. Right. And it, it had been raining. It was covered in, in rain. It was just such a sad sight. And I realized you see those all the time. You see flat screen TVs on the curb. All the time nowadays. I, I can do you one even better. There's an app. But hold up. Hold up. But I, I'm sure you remember this. There was a time where motherfuckers would basically like save up or or even go into debt to buy the biggest and most obnoxious flat screen TV in their entire neighborhood. Yeah, yeah, sure. And that's not even like now. Like, what, what, I can only imagine what TV sales are like. Or home theater sales oh because God. now, you know, you can do all that shit from your computer or your phone and like have a flat screen on your phone or your iPad. And shit was getting ridiculous when the iPad Pro came out. Let's keep it real. Like we need an iPad bigger than an iPad. Oh, is that when it got ridiculous? IPad. Really? It wasn't ridiculous before. <laughs> sure. That's when we lost it, America. Yeah, you, you gotta look at it like the TV went from being something that needed to get bigger and become clear as far as resolution and and went into is now in our pockets with even better resolution and better 
features oh, yeah. and cameras that are almost Nikon quality. You know, almost. Because I don't... Nothing is... To me, you know, like, because of my the musical journey, I'm so fascinated by analog gear. I'm so fascinated by things that work on their own. You sure. Know? But, like, do you remember those... Do you remember those rear projection TVs? Yeah. That were, they like, were massive. Were but now if you look at one... It's not that big. It's actually a, a box. Well, no, no, it's it's still pretty big just because yeah, of like the yeah. the the depth. like it just and it weighed like you know three hundred pounds. But dudes would literally those things cost between like six thousand and ten thousand yeah. dollars. Like in in the year two thousand, you know, like guys who lived in the hood would buy that instead of a car as like a status fun symbol, fun you know. Fun fact. So <laughs> there was a dude who used to live in the project in the project complex that I lived in who had a blue Lamborghini and the the the, the part to me that like really blows my mind is how people respected like people respected oh nobody people fucked with the car it. like now Maybe now, like, you know, being older, knowing these things, maybe he, he could have been renting it or, like, you know, he could have been someone of, like, you know, I don't know, whatever. Okay, let's be real. He was a drug dealer. <laughs> He's a drug dealer. He was a drug dealer. I mean, who who else in the projects is going to own a Lamborghini? And then have nobody fuck know. with it. Like, nobody you know? fucked with that Lamborghini. And it, was, it was beautiful. Yeah, because they knew they were fucking with the Don, man. The, de- <laughs> the purpose in those sports cars, because they're so low to the ground that if a fucking pedal... Oh, not in New York City. No, in New York City. Do you see how many people, like, more and more people have them in the city now? Like, that's would, ridiculous. In New York City, there is when, no re- good reason it, to have a sports car like a that. Phenomenon. Like, when you see one, you got to really break your neck to being like, oh, okay, it's like a Porsche or a Corvette. It's like, it's not even a big deal anymore. There's fancy, there's bigger sure. things out there, you know, like, but, um. Oh, I mean, yeah. But, like, Oh, yeah. So, like, those TVs that years ago, dudes would literally go into debt and have the repo man come and, like, pick it up because they couldn't pay for it. You couldn't give them shits away now. Like, you literally can't give away a flat screen TV fast enough because every two years you get a new one that's better, that's cheaper. Like, those guys who spent 10 grand on a TV, that same TV which is 10 times better now and 10 times lighter and cheaper and faster is like 400 bucks. I have no problem with economy TVs. And what I mean by economy TVs is that there are these little, there are these side companies that exist like uh, Asus or like, like the good old fashioned Philips or Panasonic. Yeah. But yeah, those are the guys who made the fancy ones too, though. No, but they have available options out there. Like that are like, 300 bucks for like 40, well now they oh, do yeah, but sorry. but in in 2004 yeah. all those shits were five you know like a thousand dollars like flexi this i'm sorry flexi screens exist now like screens that like change shape oh the stupid yeah, bendy screens, screens those will never catch on that's all that. that's bullshit it hasn't reached our you know our side of the world yet but those things that already exist people are already no, we have. I mean, look, Americans have been shown that, and they've basically been like, "Oh, that's stupid," and, and unless it's like, "Oh, I'm so stupid rich 
that I'm going to get the 3D bendy screen because I have nothing better to spend my I'll money say, on. Say something. If, if I could spend my money on anything right now, it would be like... It would hand be sanitizer. sanitizer yeah. No, it, like... Definitely like, hand talking, sanitizer. Like, I was trying to invent... Like, let's say I got a new apartment and I wanted to, like, you know, make it, like... Invest yeah, in yourself. Invest in, like, my instruments and, like, having the space to be comfortable and live then invest in like a flat screen TV or a supercar. Well, that's the thing. These dudes would like be living with their mom and then have the entire like side wall of her living room taken up by this gigantic, disgusting television. Yeah. When I was 19 and I was getting ready to go to college, I actually did have a TV. That that era of my life was already done. Like, I mean, I I haven't had a, a TV in my house in years. Same. You know, I mean, I'm pretty sure that everybody who going back to uh, going back to porn, <laughs> right? Like you, you remember when you had to watch porn on a TV? Well, not only that, I, we'll get into that in a second. But you used to have to watch porn on a TV. I don't understand why they put that shit on HBO and it'd be terrible. Like, it, it doesn't make sense. That's like. Oh, what? Like, are we talking like real sex or something like that? You know, like HBO <laughs> Taxi cab confessions. Like, porn in itself doesn't make any sense. But (laughs) Skinamax makes even less sense, you know? Where it's like, here, just watch these two topless people dry hump each other's calves, you know? Their thigh. (laughs) Watch this guy go down on her thigh. Uh, How have you been dealing with this coronavirus in your time of quarantine? I thought you were about to say, how have you been masturbating? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's a personal question. Jeez. Uh, how have I been coping with it? I've been in isolation for fucking three weeks, yeah. man. You know, I haven't, I haven't done, well, well, okay. I've been, I've been woodshedding basically. Uh, for those of you who are not musicians, woodshedding is when you lock yourself in your room and you practice, 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 um, which is kind of, now's a great time for that. Yeah, in my therapy. opinion, now, there's no better time. Like, look, I try to tell people, even people who aren't musicians, to at least pick up an instrument and give it a shot, because you you never know. You may sure. find an outlet, even in your later years. Like people who are young, you know, or you know, in their twenties or thirties, people who are in their fifties and sixties can even do it. You know. Absolutely. Oh, by the way, let's do. A, I want to give a quick shout out right now. There's um, a free trial for three months for Fender Play. And you can learn how to play bass. You can learn how to play guitar. You can learn how to play ukulele. I've been doing it to reteach myself bass, and it's great. It's addicting. You feel yourself getting better. So I urge anybody who's stuck at home, has nothing to do, if you got some ukulele sitting around that you don't know how to tune, pick that shit up, sign up for Fender Play for free, and eventually by the time this is done, you'll be singing songs, you know? I just want to give it up to Fender for keeping it original for the entire time of being a fucking instrument company. Like, uh, yeah, except when they stopped building shit in the United States. You know, I guess it's one of those like get with the times kind of conversations that. Well, to be fair, they still build stuff in the United States. It just costs two thousand dollars to build something in the United States. I'm just saying that the feeling of their products and and. The qualities 
you know, it, it, it's not like a Gibson guitar. Like a G- Gibson guitars had like had a feeling at one point that you could not get from like you you still can't get you can't yeah, you couldn't replicate the new Gibsons. You know, like but Fender guitars. Yeah. You know, every time you pick one up, it's just like a new experience, even if it's the same model as the last one you picked up. You know. Sure. I, or I even if it's a new one, you know, I even if it's a new one out of the box shit. or whatever. You know, their amps also, like, you know, it's whatever. It's pretty, it, they're really great. Yeah. You know, definitely. So, how have you been staying creatively uh, stimulated? Tell me about what you've been up uh, to. So, two days after this uh, pandemic dropped, I had a weird dream about a friend. Not a not a really really weird dream. It was just one of those like you're in a place that you wouldn't imagine yourself in dreams, and it's like heaven. <laughs> so sure. when I woke up, I called that friend, and it's my good my good pal Miri from the band Black Rabbit, and I told him, "Yo, shout out Black Rabbit, Black Rabbit with a C, B L A C R A B B I T. Go check out their Kickstarter. Their Kickstarter. Go listen to their music. You know they're amazing." So, you know, me and Amiri go way back. I used to be in a band with him, and uh, we used to go to high school down the block from each other. So, you know, a lot of afternoons were spent hanging out with him because I grew up on the Upper East Side, uh, East Harlem, and uh, I went to school. Yeah, let's be real. Not the Upper East Side, East Harlem. (laughs) There's a difference. From Central Park. So we would hang out in Central Park after school and just jam and busk and, you know, just you know do what teenagers do so fast forwarding now a couple of days ago i call him and i'm like yo i had a dream about you like dude we need to talk (laughs) we just need to like we need to communicate for a second and he was like word man how you been blah 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 you know the typical like we go into talking about music and i tell him like yo like you've inspired me i've been watching your i told him i watched your sonic the hedgehog covers you know this is this is a musician that like in Oh, yeah, you have to explain what that is, because what Amiri was doing was he was taking all the dope music yeah, from the yeah. old Sonic the Hedgehog games and was recreating it note for note, beat for beat in GarageBand just for fun. It's like, you know, I stood on the phone with him a couple of times while we did it. You stood on the phone? While he did some of the beats and we like really broke down... You know things, not on the Sonic the Hedgehog stuff, but you know on the on the things we worked on, and even even working on Five Alive with him, like y- you can tell that, you know he gets it, you know that's just it. You can you can trust that he gets it, and same thing for his brother and the rest of his band. Like you know those are musicians that get it. You know it's not about, you know showing off. It's about being in the spirit, mu- musically. You know. Sure. So. I call him and I tell him, hey, you know, I, I miss you. Like, fuck, like, how you been? How's your mom? And he's like, good. And he's, he tells me, oh, I've been making GarageBand, you know, files and, like, covers of, you know, just to pass the time because I haven't been feeling it. You know, we've been working on Black Rabbit. And, like, and I'm like, oh, cool. Uh, me too. Like, I'm in the middle of working on Big Sweater's album. And I want to, like, take a little step back and do something for me. Like, so I've been doing covers. Yeah, like do something for fun almost, you know. Like, and I told him, yo, in fact, your videos that you did on the Sonic uh, soundtrack inspired me to want to actually, you know, just just go for it. So I did, 
and I was like, yo, I did a cover of Little Red Corvette off of 1999 by Prince. And, um, by Prince. <laughs> he was like, dude, I heard it. Like, I actually did a cover of I Would Die For You. And I was like, dude, that's like one of my favorite songs. So I heard it. And he was like, dude, why don't we make an, like, an EP? And I said, yeah, like, that just, we, we got to. How are we going to do that? And virtual, like, you know, like sending files, we transferring files, shout out to WeTransfer, <laughs> we, we transferring files to yeah. other, um, zip files of our projects. And GarageBand, you know, you know, it's just so easy to use if even if you're not a skilled musically yeah, inclined or technically inclined, inclined. you know, M- MRT music recording technology inclined, like, you know, or production inclined. So on the first day that we actually tried making some music together, I think we spent like six or seven hours. What the hell? What the hell? Damn it, we lost Frankie. I lost you. What? No, I got it back. It's All right, hold on. Let me see if I can get him back. So, so, oh, yeah, thank so, God. We were, it looks like we were in two <laughs> So, you know, um, we went really hard. So he decided to do some covers. I'm not going to say which ones yet because I I don't want to ruin it's not done and when it is done we're going to put it on SoundCloud so sure. it's not really a big thing it's just you know for fun we want people to have something to listen to and feel good to in this time like there's no performances nobody's there's no benefit concert there's no nothing you know so Amiri and I are, sure look up to a lot of great musicians you know not you know the Beatles included but like other great musicians that we don't really get to um, emulate or emulate in our normal in your... music lives, you know, like so we share right. a lot of common ground in the type of music we love, and you know we were raised in a similar musical fashion, so yeah, we've just been working on that. And I feel like Amiri and Anissa are my Anissa being my fiance. I feel like she's getting me. They they're getting me through this because uh, you know, I'm unemployed. And I'm a music teacher, and I work in a restaurant in the day when I'm not performing at night. So it's been hard, and sure. it's been hard for everyone that I care about in some way, shape, or form. Like, I'm not saying worse than anyone else. It's just, it's real. Like, this is scary. And it's not, it's in, it, in a way, it's oh my God. amazing because it's waking everybody the fuck up. You know, like, everybody needs this reality check that there's something bigger out there than war that can affect your life or or money so that's just where whoa man that's deep man man really and 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 amiri that's super it's funny we'll go from talking about like musical shit to talking about like just us being The duality of man. What did I lose you? Folks, I am so sorry. We are going to wait for Frankie to come back. Um, in the meanwhile, I just like to say thank you for tuning in. Thank you for staying uh, home. No, yeah, just... 
Thank you. So I was going to say just Ah, uh, you're back. You know, out of all the music musical partners that I have, that it would be him is is really I'm really blessed and I'm happy to be working with him. So um and that's what I've been doing, Aww. man. Like and I've also been trying to I've been cooking more, dude. Fuck yeah. I love cooking. Hell yeah. Cooking uh, cooking during quarantine is great. Potato broccoli like uh what we grilled it, right? We grilled the potatoes and salmon with some lemon, maple glazed salmon. Like, I just was like, you know what? I'm gonna treat myself because I can't order out. I can't do anything. I haven't eaten like a good like, uh, not not a lot. Not a, a hot meal, meal so like to speak. You know, like has love. A meal that has love. Well, uh, well, racing yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm saying? My man. <laughs> a meal that has love in it. You know, so. I made one for me. And yeah, my yeah, yeah. Supplies and you know, and that's what really, really everything you know. That's been the Sweet. last. I just summed up two weeks or like a week of this. This is the third week now, right? That's great. Is is uh is Anisha there with you? Does she want to uh, get on the mic a little bit? Hey, do you want to talk on the podcast and you know get on? No, there's no video. <laughs> no video, no. Vi- you could do it in your underoos. It don't matter. Uh, signal goes down and it says we're gonna we'll try to reconnect you. Just give it a couple seconds. Don't tap out. All right. So uh, I'm just gonna switch it off to my fiance. Thank you for having me, and I will still be. Hey man, you'll you'll be back in a minute. Don't go nowhere. All right, all right. So uh, folks, this is Anissa. Anissa is the homie what's up what's up what's up where's anisa <laughs> oh ooh, that voice it sounds good on his recording equipment <laughs> so what how what has your perspective been on 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 all this um, well with the coronavirus i've been taking the necessary precautions to self-quarantine, washing hands, wearing gloves while I'm outside. Sure. But you guys live with a couple different roommates. I imagine that's uh, kind of yes, difficult. but we all have different schedules, so it kind of works. Yeah, we give each other respect and space. Frankie, if you're gonna if you're gonna talk as well, you might as well I'll just share the mic with her, man. You know? I just want to say, we all kind of like Respectful of each other, like that. It, there's not really any conflict or like with scheduling or anything. Like people are pretty understanding. Sure, but it, it it's still kind of it can be tough. I imagine when you have, let's say, five or six people in a two and a half bedroom apartment, you know, and you're trying to be super conscious of like where are my germs? You know, every time you go to the bathroom, you're all touching the same doorknob. You know. Maybe that's my hyper paranoia. So how have you been getting by, Anissa? What have you been doing? You've just been like playing video games and scratching your nuts? <laughs> oh, like, what's up? I've been pretty much doing what everyone else is doing. Just keep trying to keep myself busy playing board games, card games, drinking, having dance parties with myself. With myself. <laughs> That's my favorite. Hey, there is nothing wrong. If there's ever a time to be dancing with yourself, it is right now. 
your room is your dance floor. It's true. It's true. And how have you been? How have you been taking care of your uh, your sanity? Like, what have you been doing for um, you? I keep it. This feels good. Wait, I'm sorry. Can you repeat that? Skincare routine. Oh, routine is so so important, especially now. Everyone feels like they're out of a routine. Skin. Oh well, totally. I mean, if your routine was get up, get ready, and then go to work, and you can't go to work, that's half your routine gone. I must be rough. And and you're doing and you do uh, you work with uh, students, uh, like just like uh, Franklin, but you work with um, different students. How have you been adjusting to the semi-employed I mean, it's, lifestyle? It's cool. It's different to be doing um, online learning. It's super helpful for the parents. I know they're not. A lot of them aren't teachers, so homeschooling can be very difficult, especially. Oh yeah. Well, you work with uh, with kids with uh, some some of them with learning disabilities and whatnot, so I can imagine. Yeah, I'm here. You're here. I'm here too, man. <laughs> so how have how have you been adjusting to online uh, learning versus? Because you were you were just getting used to like going in. You were bringing kids to school. You you know. Seven months. I was used to that routine: getting up in the morning, getting to the bus, getting on the school bus, getting to school. That whole routine, and now you know, I kind of just I get up early, but I kind of do everything from devices. Hmm. And what are you guys using, like Not Zoom or something? Like how how are you guys doing it? Mm -hmm. Class Dojo. Nice. So, so this this may be a silly question, but these are relatively young kids, right? Um, yeah. I mean, no. Well, they're high like school fourteen kids. or younger, you know. Fourteen and like eighteen. Oh, they're high school kids. So you can you can still teach them like math. I was gonna say like it's hard to play with blocks over the computer, you know. But I guess that's not the case. And you've been you've been helping Frankie with some of the uh, some of his recording stuff. I heard on his nineteen ninety nine cover, you were you were there. You know, I heard your voice. I, I really love Prince music, so felt good. And are you 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 you're a good? I'm, you're I'm like a you're a a blossoming artist. Because I I heard uh, Daquan, our good uh, producer friend, who's also in Five Alive, played me part of one of his tracks that kind of teases one of your tracks, and it was dope. Oh yeah, I heard that. I know, I know what I know what you're capable of. <laughs> I wasn't ready to be put on the spot. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I want I want you to talk about a little bit 
about where you envision yourself going in that sort of direction. Cause you had like a very distinct voice in that little clip that I heard. And I'd love to hear uh, more of that. Well, so where do you see that going? A song I'm working on. It's definitely a work in prog- progress because I'm very new to the uh, hip hop game. So I'm a newbie. I'm, I'm familiar with it because I've listened to it for majority of my childhood. But to actually You're a fan, yeah. Hip hop, it's a little... Or to be a voice of it. Yeah, I could see. Definitely. I could see that being, there being a learning curve for that, you know? So the, uh, in, in the beginning of, I guess, what we'll call uh, the, the, the roots of your creative process, um, how, are you, how are you finding what will become um, your voice? I kind of just, right now, I'm kind of just doing the, same thing I've been doing, which is just listening to some of my favorite artists, but also branching out and listening to other music I haven't heard and just drawing inspiration. Nice. And is 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 Frankie doing some more of that recording for you? Or are you guys um, collaborating on that? We haven't collaborated in the near future. He's maybe? been a little busy. So we haven't really had the time for that. But I would love to. I would love to collab with my soon-to-be husband. Definitely. Oh, wait. That's another thing. So um, Frankie and Anita were supposed to get married this year. and So I, that, that may or may not happen in a timely fashion. How how y'all coping with that? How are y'all adjusting? Like, yeah, I mean, I know you're event- you're already married in spirit, but like, no, like, no, straight up, you are, a hundred and ten percent. But how are you guys coping with like, you know, the the you were looking forward to the ritual, like you're fronting if you're you're gonna say that you you weren't looking forward I to it. Say that it was a little bit of a blow because this was very unexpected. And there were a lot of goals in place, and sure. the goals were actually going very well. Yeah, y'all were y'all were making progress, you know, along your timeline, you know, really well. As well. Yeah, yeah, you guys were gonna move. Well, ah. we still have you know each other. <laughs> Oh, I mean, of course, that's like the most important part. Like, that's the reason why you're like, you're both cool with the situation that mm-hmm. has been thrust upon you because you have each other. <laughs> that's beautiful. <laughs> that's so beautiful. I'm not going to lie, that's just goals, man. I'd love to find somebody that I'd be happy to be quarantined with. <laughs> love and people finding love so for you and all those out there wanting the Frankie and Issa special it's literally as simple as just waiting for love to find you ooh you know what I think that's a great idea for a segment let's have uh, relationship advice with Anissa 
I'll put in a little sound clip yeah, there maybe to introduce it. We'll see what happens. <laughs> um, okay, so let's, okay. Anissa, here's a question for you. How do you, now I understand when you love, when you're with the right person, you know, it's not hard, but certainly being in close quarters with somebody indefinitely, right? You don't know how long you're going to be stuck inside with them. You don't know. You don't know when this situation is going to clear up. How do you keep tension from getting in the way of the love? Because I see people who are locked in their homes and they're yeah, they're getting pissed off at their cats. You know, like <laughs> unnecessary things. Yeah, yeah. So how does like even if you're in a loving relationship, like? Being in such close quarters puts strain on it, no matter how strong it is. So how do you guys keep from, like, taking that aggression out on each other? Oh, that's beautiful. (laughs) I'm going to just let everybody sit with that for a second, because that was a really great answer. You didn't even have to think about it. laugh on the silliest things. So it's, it's just easy for us not to be angry. Like, we're bored. As fuck. But I couldn't be angry. Yeah. We're the boredom. You're bored together. Right. So it's it's not like you're on your own, you know. Now, recommendations so, for people uh, who are on their your own. your loved ones and family as much as possible. Just because you're alone doesn't mean you have to be completely disconnected. By yourself. Yeah, that's a great point. Alone, give someone a call. Said, he said repeat that. I'm sorry, can you repeat that? Someone that you care about. And if you know that someone's alone, give them a call. Totally, totally. That's definitely I've been I've been doing that a lot, man. Like I've been I've been FaceTiming homies left and right. Like even when it's not like necessary. It's funny. I was talking to um, I I was taking a bass lesson yesterday and um, the dude was saying, I don't remember how we got to this part of the conversation. But he was talking about like how there's all these like bullshit expectations for men. Like you shouldn't call your homies to check up on them just to check up on them. I'm like, dude, I was raised by two women. I have none of that in me. Sometimes I'll just call up the homies to hear the sound of their voice. You know, (laughs) like check up on your friends, guys. Like. Or even like, or even calling people. Like nowadays, people are like, "Oh, why are you calling? Like, don't you text?" It's like, no, I want to hear your yeah. voice. <laughs> call your friends. Text your friends. Call your friends. Call your mom. What about what about both of you? This goes to both of you. If Frankie's in the room, how have you been, like? I, I know that it's been I've had to actively do my best to not only keep my own morale up, but the morale of my family members, especially the ones that are at higher risk than I am, you know, to let them know that all the sacrifices they're making is going to be worth it, you know, to protect themselves. Um, how how are you guys communicating that with your, mom, like your respective said, families? This is the take that I said it in, but I said earlier that. My mom lives right in front of, like, less than 90 feet from the entrance of a, a really, really, really world-renowned hospital. <laughs> and this hospital has no answers to the coronavirus. So 
we've just been talking about self quarantining and and you know how to take the necessary precautions, but you know, what can you do other than FaceTime and talk? You know, like I can't, I can't assure. I, yeah, I can go. I can go see my mom and check if she has medicine, but in that trip, I could be, you know. I'm, I'm exposing yourself, exposing her, exposing your loved one. Has it or have had it? Yeah, I'm like pretty much airborne. Me too, my man. You know, Me too. Life is gonna wear off, and now it's about how we, as American citizens, are gonna move forward, bounce back. And I gotta, you know, maybe this is a little too uh, early to say, but I'm really impressed with the way New York is a little really premature uh, conducting ourselves and just again uh i i'm impressed with new yorkers i'm not impressed with new york i'm very impressed about how our city as yeah the citizens have been conducting themselves because you know what it's like you know the panic is gonna is normal you know whether you complain about it or not it's it's normal but you know take 9-11 that was like that was apocalyptic in itself. Yeah. And we bounced back. It didn't take weeks. It took months. It took months after 9-11. It affected us. Sure. But th- at the same time, after 9-11, people could still, like the day after 9-11, people could go to a bar or a comedy club or a concert and, you know, take solace in each other. Now we can't do that. We're, we're, we're in isolation while we're healing, you know, it's just, you know from basically trauma. It's the time. This is the time we live in, you know, like it's, it's, it's not up to us. It's up to the people who are in office and it's, it's up to us in the way that we put them there, you know, like, and, uh, I feel like I'm just, you know, sure. just to comment, to finish my comment on New York, I just feel like our city will always stick together. You know, the, the government doesn't, the government is not our city, you know, like the, the people who are running the city do not make up our city. We are our city and, and the people who keep the city alive and, and, and well. Are, totally. We're, we're sick right now. The whole city is, is, is really taking a huge blow and we need just like Italy, just like Paris, just like, you know, uh, London, we need aid and we need to stay together and, and support each other and stay indoors, you know, like. What I think is really incredible is you have so many New Yorkers who are making personal sacrifices for the good of other New Yorkers. When three to six months ago, you know, most of these people wouldn't even hold the door for each other, you know? (laughs) Now it's about looking past that. And now it's about like trying to just get in line and, and, and do the same thing for each other. It's like, you know, you use them as examples. People can be changed. People can change, you know, people. I mean, like, yeah. Especially when circumstances change the way they have. Being said, it's totally possible that people can also change for the negative if the conditions, you know, get there. But, like, again, I think that we New Yorkers, we're not those type of people that result to that. Like, you know, we have heart, you know. We're not Boston, but we have heart, you know. (laughs) 
<laughs> no shade at Boston, but we got we got hearts with balls on them. <laughs> Halls. Heart balls. <laughs> you sure you don't um, want to tell you don't want to tell the I people sit for a second <laughs> um no but i just feel like that's where new york is and i think it's incredible uh like that you know like three to six months ago you know uh sincerity and authenticity was not cool it was all about like sarcasm and and jadedness and now all of a sudden when there's a real threat looming all of a sudden being real and being authentic is now like the most valuable commodity there is i feel like that hasn't changed the commodity is still there well you know a lot of people are not taking this what do you mean seriously you know you know as as a matter (laughs) True. As a matter of fact, a lot of people are being really selfish right now. Still going on, and it may be like the. Yeah, let's let me. You know what? I got a computer. What? I want to check that out because I want to get my facts straight. So let me. Yeah. Yeah. You sure they're not doing like a like a Skype Mardi Gras where you just kind of like toss the bead at at your your webcam and hope you get some titties? You know, (laughs) like. Yeah, like you got the kids who went down to uh, Florida for spring break, you know? Like those are fucking. No, but Luckily, they shut down those beaches. It already <laughs> happened. It already happened. First occur- it's just. Yeah, the damage has been done, you know? <laughs> like. But doesn't it go on all month, though? Yeah. Mardi Gras? I don't know anything about Depends, that. like, there are regional Mardi Gras, I think. Down there, and it's, like, a lot of tourists, you know? Uh, I don't, I don't want I, I mean to cut you off. I just, I want to say, I don't mind. Yeah, well, it's funny, you hear it. Okay, go ahead. Travel is essential. Um, no, I don't think it's the safest way to go, but that's, you know, a conversation for another time. Um, and, and, and that pertains to both the coronavirus and just air travel in general but again that's another conversation but yeah they're just you know they're still partying down there and i i get it and it's hotter down there and the coronavirus i hear has like a weakness to heat i I believe that that is bullshit that is fake news courtesy of our president he's like in April, they say, you know, the heat, you know poof, what? it's all gone. You know, by Easter, we'll all be in church. I don't know who to believe anymore, so I don't. That's why I chose to check my. Well, certainly, certainly not, uh, not the 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 fucking commander in chief. No, but you know, no, by, by no, by no stretch of the imagination. Hundreds of years ago, when kings and queens existed, I wonder if the no world the kingdom were ever like, oh my god, do you think the king is up to some? Uh, you think uh, what is this? Uh, king Henry is up to some skeevy shit up there. If you were to ever say something like that, your head would get chopped the fuck off. So I- yeah, man. 
Yo, it's like it's like yo. Did you hear? I heard King Henry say something about grabbing the queen by the pussy. Like, what's up with that? You know. No, man. That shit was. Uh, it was. It was a jester, not me. Like, it, it's it's not even fair. It, it's not even fair how America is set up right now for its people. It's not even fair at this point. Nobody. Oh, it's not even close. And and what you see now is the the disparage between the disparity between the classes and and various different like social hierarchies is getting greater and greater. Like if you're a celebrity, you can get tested for coronavirus. If you're on the fucking nets, you're getting tested for coronavirus. But even if you're a normal person and you have all the symptoms, you're probably not going to get tested. You know, I'm like, yo, where's where's Beyonce? Where's her acoustic video? (laughs) Like, where's her uh, at home? I'm going to make music for my fans video. I mean, people. What I I do love that. That's part of this that I love is that finally people are utilizing live streaming. Oh my god! And there's some beautiful shit. The other day, I turned, I tuned into a uh, a live stream. It was Aaron Neville, Um, and he was just singing along to his iPad, basically, and he did it for like an hour and a half, two hours, and it just made my day, dude. Made my day. Well, they're singing for you. They're singing for you. They're singing for the healthcare workers. Exercise creativity every day. Sure. Every, every day. A runner needs to run on a track every wow, day. Wow, yeah. That's a great point. Do the marathon. You know, like. Wow. We need, we need to be creative. Sure. A chef needs like, to cook. Like, it, it's just I one of those things. I really am looking up towards. I'm, it's I'm not looking towards the world leaders I'm looking toward I'm looking towards the artists and, and people who really really run the world I'm looking towards the people who I think a lot of people feel that way right now look up to don't exist so I'm now looking up to people that technically are our future you know and and I I love that uh what's this guy's name from uh Coldplay I love that he did that little video. I think he was one of the first musicians I saw. Uh, Chris Martin. Like, hey, I'm Chris. I'm doing this. Uh, here's a couple of – here's Viva La Vida. Dun, 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 dun. No. <laughs> you know, but, like, I love that he did that and he took requests. And, you know, even our own pal Barry, like, he did it. Uh, and It's tough because the, the, real, the really hard part is um, so much of the music industry, and I was talking uh, about this to a couple people recently up until now so much of the music industry's economy was based solely on live performances basically if you wanted to make money you had to tour industry you can't make money in music without touring and well now it's going to be a big overhaul this is like a basically a fresh start where it's like okay you're not making any money from streaming you can't sell merch if you're not on the road you're not making money from ticket sales or VIP passes or whatever. You know, there must be some other way to, you know, commodify our art without having to exploit ourselves nonstop. Yeah. You look at Dick Dale. He's the guy who he's the, oh, the surf guitar legend. He did that. But I'm, I'm saying this for the other people, not for you. 
Right? He was like 88 and he was dying, dying. And he had to tour until his dying day just to pay his medical bills. And I think that's totally inappropriate. The recordings of this project that me and Amiri are working on, we were talking about Michael Jackson. Oh my God. Where do we begin? Michael fucking Jackson from like after bad, like when he was kind of like, you know, the court cases, things just the court cases started coming out. Yo, that guy, not only did he like yeah. lip sync every show till the day he died, every show that like, he was in extreme pain and like the record company, like didn't give a fuck. Like literally like th- this person was like a mm-hmm. yeah but, but well even even Prince like, I mean Prince did actually perform did, Prince did so perform all the like, time you know at for real right but but the hard part for Prince was the you know how he died he 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 was he died on 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 fentanyl he died on painkillers yeah. because. He couldn't walk towards the end of his life from years of jumping around on stage in high heels, you know? I think Prince did, definitely. Actually, I'm not sure about that because I think I heard... Yeah, they did. I'm I'm not even... I'm going to agree with you on that. I don't know. They both physically suffered for their art. Talking about, like, how just, you know, Michael could barely... in, In This Is It, Michael could barely, like, dance and sing. And as a matter of fact, after Michael died, they released an album. I think it was called Breaking News or something. No, no, no. It was called Breaking News. That's the name of the album. Uh, wasn't so, it like Scream or something? There's a track on this album. I don't remember called, that. Because I think it's called Michael Jackson. That's the name of the track. Search it up. And Sony released that album because that album was supposed to be like Michael Jackson's okay. Uh, demos and like the vault, you know, like you know what I'm saying. So Mary's here telling me he goes, "Yo, so check this out." Uh-huh. He goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Archival recordings. That album, that whole album, and that's the album they released like a month or two after he died. And Sony was like swearing that that was Michael, and people were like, "Nope, that's not Michael Jackson. Like he does, it doesn't sound like Michael Jackson." So, uh, I think just this past year, Sony came clean and like fessed up and said yeah that that wasn't michael jackson actually i had well what was it like an ai michael jackson like what is it uh it's a good conversation because that shit scared the it didn't scare the fuck out of me it just made me think like oh my god like people can people can do this 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 is yeah well dude you know that um this is just a while you're pulling that up a sidebar uh will i am of the uh know, of fucking it's, it's, uh, uh black eyed peas uh, he's big uh, into ai right not now copyright um, it's an easy way to um license it's an easy way to license music and make sure well so what they did was they created basically an ai will i am wow but but no, no, no. But like, it, it would just speak as if it was him. And but by request of his mother, they had to make it more so, robotic sounding. 
It's super creepy. So if you think you're getting a call from your son uh, and it's actually a robot. I have it right here. No, sorry. The album's called Breaking News. The song's called Michael Jackson. The whole album apparently is like the vault. Okay. Like the the this is what was gonna be on the album. This is it. This is gonna. This was Michael Jackson's next step. Uh, because he was touring for what reason? You know. <laughs> uh huh. Singer, the singer. Now this. Well, because he part. still had to tour. Even Michael Jackson had to tour. Actually, singing those parts was a guy named Jason Malachi. He's this like you know, um. Yeah, I, I, when Amiri told me, I said, yo, I, I feel like I've definitely heard that. I name. feel like I've heard that name anyway, before. I listened to this guy. Uh, I wish I, can get, I could pull it up. That would be so sick. No, this is some hush-hush shit, dude. Now, now, Are there, like, any interviews with him or something? Supposedly sang the song. Oh, wow. Jackson, and he sounds and does all the that. <laughs> he does all that, like, perfectly. And and uh, what's let's search this up real quick. What is the producer's name of Dangerous? Dangerous producer. Teddy Riley. Teddy Riley. Teddy Riley was the producer behind. You might have album. to add in Michael Jackson. And a lot of his, a lot of Michael okay. Jackson's fans are like really pissed off because Teddy Riley is also the producer of Dangerous, yeah. nineteen ninety one. Uh, that album is fucking amazing, by the way. You know, so it's like you. Yeah, he's he's a real producer. Prestigious Michael Jackson album, like probably yeah. the last great Michael Jackson album, could be a part of this commodity. Like this is so. I was the point of Miri and I talking about this because we were talking about like we were basically talking about like it's amazing how you could never do that shit to the Beatles. You could never do that shit to the Beach Boys, right? <laughs> Hey, so you may or may not have noticed uh, the last 20 minutes or so of the podcast has been a little out of sync. Um, Unfortunately, there was about 15 more minutes of this podcast where uh, me and Frankie got a little deeper into Michael Jackson, uh, Prince, um, you know, uh, estates of different artists and exploitation. Really interesting, but it was just too out of sync. Um, to really make sense or be cohesive. Uh, so unfortunately, we got to cut it out. Um, but I'm just going to say thank you for tuning in for another episode of The Evan Jake Mistake. It wouldn't be an episode without a couple more mistakes. So um, thank you for uh, for tuning in anyway and uh, staying till the end. Um, hey, there'll be a new episode every week, every Sunday. Uh, we're not going anywhere. We're we're still here. We're still in quarantine. Um, and we're just going to keep reaching out to all different people. Uh, if you want to have a conversation with me, you know, I'm looking to talk to somebody new every week. Um, the more voices we get involved, uh, you know, the more we learn. Um, so uh, thanks for listening. Uh, stay safe. And uh, I'll hear from you again next week or you'll probably hear from me.